Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello, Bings. Welcome back to the show. What is this? Our feels like our 90th episode. <laughs> Little podcast humor. Podcasts. Um, I have drastically improved my appearance for this episode. Blow drying my hair for a podcast. Pretty much almost nothing as futile as doing full makeup for a short snippet that's going to go online. Um, but here we are, 2024. I'm still putting 2023 on things just to keep people on their toes. <laughs> I made a song about Hondas that I sent to Kojak. I'm hoping he'll turn it around and it will be at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. Honda song. Honda song. Honda song. Why do they speed so fast? Why is it just ubiquitous Hondas blowing past you on the road? If you drive a Honda, call in. I want to talk to you. That's going to be one of the open topics for any episode. What's your psychology? What drew you to the Honda? Um, are you aware of the whole um, attitude of the Honda driver, the psychology? Is this something that you were consciously buying into when you got a Honda? Or is it something you realized once you bought one? Hey, I like to speed. I like to cut people off. I like to pass people. I want to learn more about the alchemy of Honda drivers. What happens? How do you transform when you get behind the wheel? And I really do, I stand by, it's it's Hondas and Mercedes. Both driver bases drive like bats out of hell. Where are you going? What you running from? So today, speaking of running from things, we have a very special guest. Um, 
I, if I had money, I would play a Beyonce song called Survivor right now. But instead, let's see what I can play. Um, I've been looking for someone like you And you've been looking for somebody too So, um, this, this gentleman, Alex Messenger, kind of crazy that his initials and his name kind of conjure AIM Messenger. What if his name was AIM? His parents kind of missed an opportunity there, in my humble opinion. <laughs> anyway, um, he is standing me up right now, but I'm looking for, I believe in him. It's like he escaped a bear, but is delivered directly into the claws and paws of old Chelky Pirelli. Waiting for him, salivating, much like a bear. Give me your bear story. Give it over. Give it to me. Um... kind of sounded like a bird call. That's another thing I'd like to get into, bird calls. The, the lines are open. If you know how to do bird calls, give us a ring or give us a tweet, tweet-a-leet-deet. <laughs> uh, my whole wheelhouse is being ironically annoying and every so often I go, is this just really annoying? Is this just really annoying? Okay, I think he's here. Just in the nick of time, saved by the bell. Saved by the bear attack survivor, dare I say. And I'm going to admit him to the cauldrons of hell. Alex! Well, hello, Chelsea. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm several coffees deep. Several coffees deep, Alex. I do apologize in advance. Woo! It's getting hot. I'm going to take off my coat. Let's get comfortable. How are you? Let's start with the now, right now. Yeah, doing well. We finally have snow in Duluth, which is great. You know, living in the North Country without snow is uh, its pretty sad. So we had rain through Christmas, which is just so out of the ordinary. So we've got nice snowstorms today. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, my God. Not in the cabin, but in my uh, office slash front room here, which Wait. is... I have to tell you. Lovely wood paneling. So, okay, I'm <laughs> writing down Duluth, and you said that's called the North Country? Oh, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, you could describe it as being in the North Country. Um, you know, up north would be something that, like, the Twin Cities folks would say, but we're right at the tip of Lake Superior. It's pretty Just cold the tip. area. And, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I have to tell you, North Country sounds very Game of Thrones. I, I don't know much geography. <laughs> I think I was a little checked out in elementary school. But I've noticed that you have... Now, I'll see if my producer agrees with me. You kind of have a whistling S. I am hearing that a little bit, <laughs> but I don't usually have a whistling S. I apparently uh, have my mic too hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I can change the levels on that if it's coming through too much. Wait, you've too, heard that on... Much. Uh, have you been doing a lot of podcasts? Yeah, I mean, I did a lot when it when the book first came out, and then um, okay, wait. I did a, quite a few over the summer. And when did your book come out? November of 2019. Okay, um, so, because let's back up, because the callers don't know a damn thing. So you, 
wrote a book about this bear attack. Is it about other stuff as well or just the bear attack? Um, it's about other stuff as well, but it definitely centers around the bear attack and the trip that I was on when the attack happened. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little bit of my background and, and such as well to give some context, but it's really centered around that trip. It's kind of like a little time capsule that starts at uh, the beginning of the trip and ends, you know, as I'm leaving. So, okay. First of all, I, I asked Laura to ask you, but I want to just double check. She relayed your message a little bit about what your angle and attitude is because I don't want to ever put someone in an uncomfortable position. <laughs> and I will say also, we can cut anything if you walk away from it, like this part I didn't like or whatever. I mean, don't yeah. get crazy. You sent me a list of 50 moments you hated. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like often I play sound effects, like tell me, would that bother you? For example, there's a sound effect of a bear roaring. Would that throw you into like a flashback to Vietnam kind of thing? Or is that like, are you good with all that kind of tone? That should be fine. Um, I was trying to think before this, if there are any like specific audio triggers for me. Sorry. Um, that's right. And, uh, I don't think there really are, you know, if we got, uh, if you could do smell-o-vision, that would, that would bring me back. Smell-o-vision. Oh my gosh. That's right. Okay. So I read this article about your encounter, which I want you to walk through, but now that you mentioned smell-o-vision, I have to say one thing that stuck out was you said that bears smell like a dog that's never been washed. Yep. Ugh. I mean, it's crazy because when you're thinking about being attacked by a bear, I feel like smell is like the last thing as an outsider that you'd be thinking about. But of course, that adds to the terrifying beast energy that this thing smells like probably, I'm guessing, kind of rotting flesh or whatever they eat less rotting flesh and just like you know it, it's this musty animal that's got lots of fur and it just like rubs in all kinds of stuff and it's just you know an amalgamation of their entire life they don't really you know take a shower with soap amalgamation <laughs> great word <laughs> Great word. Up. First big word out of the stable, amalgamation. 25 <laughs> points. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, That's so good. you were 17 at the time of this attack. Can you just walk me through the story? I'm sure you've done it a bazillion times. I'll try to like inject some color in moments where you're getting bored of your story. Do you ever just tell <laughs> it and you're like in your head thinking about like your to-do list? Or is it... Or <laughs> I don't usually digress that much. I mean, you know, it, at first when I was telling it, it was very real and very vivid. And it took a while to kind of desensitize myself yeah. to revisiting it. And so now a lot of times when I tell it, it's a bit of a replay. Um, That's how I feel about and, talking about my period. I had to like uh, break it down in my mind so that I don't care about it, the horrors anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, we all have different things that really impact us. So We all have our Achilles heel. Was your Achilles heel injured? My Achilles heel was totally fine. That's good. That one supposedly really hurts. You know, yeah. I know I keep telling you to tell your story and then I start talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and I promise I'm going to break that chain. I'm going to buck that trend right now. Okay. So you're 17. 
you're with a group of friends and and tell me what what were you going out to do and where yeah so when i was 17 i had the opportunity to go on this pinnacle trip that was the culmination of several years of going to this camp uh it's the longest trip that uh was offered and you really have to work your way up to it so um i had a lot of experience going into this and then everybody else uh, had gone on a similar track so it's this uh 42 day whitewater canoe trip in very remote northern canada and the northwest territories and Nunavut province so 42 days of paddling and carrying your gear and kind of being self-sufficient wow there were no resupplies or anything it was just just us and and all of our stuff and yeah now what are you eating on a trip like that well I mean, you know, when a lot of people think of going camping, they think of like freeze dried meals and stuff like that. Um, uh, for a group like this, we were cooking a lot of our stuff from scratch. You know, there's pastas, there's um, uh, salami and other like processed uh, foods that are going to last that long. But a lot of it's just scratch cooking. You know, we had like a 10 gallon bucket full of onions that we wow. cut up throughout the trip. And we like grew our own sprouts. And one of our guys, the guide was really uh good at baking so he'd bake bread from scratch and Whoa. we ate really well wow I mean, you don't think about that in the backcountry but we ate really well wow barrel of onions and some guy who bakes bread did he ever make onion focaccia i love that <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome we didn't have enough olive oil to do focaccia oh, justice so <laughs> yeah so you're low on yeah, oils yeah. and fats uh, other other baked goods <laughs> what oils and fats do you bring on a camping trip of 42 days well, um, most of our fats were from like butter. Uh, we did have oil with us, but we had like jars of butter. You just like <laughs> unscrew them and just start shoving the sticks in until it's full. So you burn a lot of calories. So you're not necessarily going for a low calorie diet. Right. You actually want a calorie dense diet. Um, right. So fats are important. We'd also get natural fats from eating the fish that we'd catch up there um, which, you know, great source <laughs> of good fats. Was that salmon? It was lake trout primarily. Mm. Yum. Yeah. So I remember camping with my dad and we got these trouts and he made like a garlic pasta with trout. I hope you brought garlic. Nice. That seems pretty portable. Yeah, we had garlic. I can't remember. I'm sure we brought bulbs of garlic. Um, <laughs> I just but... laugh. I'm laughing because I've gotten so sidetracked on food that I literally forget that I have a bear attack survivor in my clutches. Um, but yeah, that was one of my most memorable meals, you know, growing up was catching a bunch of trout with my dad. This was in the Sierras and nice. making this garlicky pasta and eating it with trout and it was amazing. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, okay. So here you are. You've got your barrel of onions. You're out in the wild for 42 days. You're with one guide. Yep. One guide and then a bunch of experienced campers like myself. Right. You're really emphasizing the experience. I like that. I think that's going to come into play later. <laughs> it yeah. feels like foreshadowing. Okay. So here you go. You're heading out. What day did the bear attack happen of the 42 days? So the bear attack happened on day 29, um, which is what inspired the title of my book, The 29th Day. Oh, my God. Um, what an so idiot. I didn't research at all. Kill me. Okay. The 29th day. Which, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like, that is probably longer than most camping trips are just in general. And that's when mm -hmm. this thing happened. And then, you know, and it would periods, be a long time before I got out. Not to steer it back to periods, but a lot of people are on the 28-day cycle. 
cycle. Coincidence? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a cycle that's going to be familiar to many. <laughs> yes, yes. Many listeners, but roughly yeah. half, a little less than half. Okay, so, <laughs> and that's always what I'm going for. Okay, so the 29th day, so you had 28 days of absolute bliss out in the wilderness. And had you had any bear encounters prior to that? We had seen a, a couple of bears prior to that. Um, we were in an area where they're very dispersed. We weren't even in grizzly country until um, almost three weeks into the trip. But um, we'd seen some really far off. This is north of the tree line, so you can see just for miles. Mm, and before going on this trip, we've been told that you couldn't, you, you were lucky if you saw a grizzly bear. So we were counting ourselves lucky. We'd taken the opportunity to review what you're supposed to do if you see a grizzly bear and all that stuff. Wait, that's um, so funny that you're like super lucky yeah exactly you're like you see a few bears on the just you're like wow we are lucky wait so so grizzly bear country did you ever joke amongst your friends like whoa what if we got attacked by a grizzly bear like was it a fear at all hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy winning comedy series You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, it was a fear. I mean, we didn't joke about it. Um, I had these like daydreams of, you know, how you'd handle something. I mean, I, I feel like it's not uncommon to be like, oh, if this situation happened, I'd suddenly become a ninja or I'd do right. these, you know, amazing moves and I've got this fillet knife that I would that it would bite on and whatever. And right. And, but like uh, a fillet when knife actually happen. It's way different. <laughs> of course, it has to be. And like, I'm just thinking like, a, you know, I was hiking with some friends 
the other day and you know i'm obsessed with bear attacks god knows why and we <laughs> the first thing i see at the trailhead is a sign that says bear you're in bear country and i'm like mm -hmm. i can't believe here i am someone who's so afraid of bears we have no protection whatsoever and again the person i'm hiking with she's like you never see a bear you're not going to see a bear here you know, and then she's like, we have these hiking sticks, so we could use that. And I'm like, you realize that to a bear, that's like a toothpick. Like, if yeah. you like wave your little hiking stick, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's nothing. So yeah, it's going to it, roll its sleeves up and say, all right. Yeah, great. <laughs> Let me use that as just to pick my teeth before, after I eat you. Anyway, but I was just like, yeah, there's just this feeling when you really think about it. It's like, it feels like there's nothing you can do. I, the only ones that seem to be effective, and correct me if I'm wrong, is someone who's literally holding bear spray at the ready their entire hike. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's a couple different things you can do. You know, if you do end up with a close encounter, um, having bear spray or another deterrent is really important, but you have to have it accessible, like you're saying. I mean, it doesn't have to be in your hand, Yeah, but it has to be something you can grab immediately something you've practiced you yeah. know drawing and do you ever now stuff, yeah. like i know you go out into wilderness again and you're very like you know brave maybe you've had therapy i'm guessing we can get into that but do you now practice quick draws of bear spray like it's in your pocket and you practice quick draws like a hundred <laughs> a morning <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not like part of my daily routine. I'm not in grizzly country very often, but when I travel to like Glacier, yeah, for instance, you know, um, I made sure we were conducting ourselves in a, a bear aware, bear safe way and practiced <laughs> drawing it and practice, you know, taking the safety off and stuff. And, and do you, you know, something that we did on uh, for this trip, we just, we, it wasn't our practice to have it on our person all the time. And that's yeah. where, yeah, uh, that's, that's how they get you. Trouble. <laughs> that's how they get you. They kind of peer around and look for those canisters as they're barreling 40 miles an hour. Now, grizzlies are also 40 miles an hour, is their general speed? Yeah, just shy of that is kind of their top speed. So significantly faster than you or I could run. Yeah. Not to judge your running speed, but no, no. Please do. Listen, who am I, Cat Williams? <laughs> I don't know if you've been following his tirades, but he's a very fast runner, apparently. Um, I have not. <laughs> so, okay, so there you are. Twenty. Yeah, this is the thing that sucks also about bears is like they're always in the most beautiful places. Like Montana, I've always wanted to go. That's bear country. I mean, you know, I just went on Wikipedia, actually. Like, this is actually insulting because I don't know the name of your book, but I did read every <laughs> bear attack in history on Wikipedia. Nice. But, you know, it is considerably few because it's every known bear, bear attack. Uh, I was just looking at California, though. Uh, so that okay. that's why it's so limited. But still, it's it's relatively <laughs> rare. Do you it ever is. like wonder? Well, let me not get ahead. I'm too excited for this <laughs> this um this whole thing. So okay, so here you are. You're eating good. You're hiking with your friends. You've got a guide. And okay, what happens? So yeah, 29 days in. Um, we're on a layover day, which means we're not traveling anywhere. We're just kind of hanging out during the day. And 
uh, partway through the day, the rest of my group decided to go to the top of this ridge behind our site and see what was up there. And I decided that I was too tuckered out and needed to take a nap. So I was going to meet them at the top when I was done. I woke up partway uh, through that nap, just like suddenly feeling like I had to go. I had to get out of the tent and I was late, which doesn't make any sense in a place where we don't use a clock at all. And I got out of the tent and and everybody else was down except for our guide, Dan. And I, you know, uh, went over to this ridge and climbed up and talked to him on the way up and um, got to the top. And it was just this this open uh, expanse of land that just you could see everywhere. And so I was in the place where the rest of my group had been just minutes prior and you can see, you know, 50 miles in every direction and, wow. and there's no trees or anything. And, and, you know, the idea of, of something hiding around the corner just was like so foreign right. and hard to imagine, you know, it hadn't crossed their minds and it hadn't crossed mine, but you know, no, there's something up- also about men, like <laughs> men love views. You know, I think it's like <laughs> kind of like a Napoleon thing or something. It's like, there's probably, would you say there's no other greater piece for you than standing on a ridge, looking at a big view? Like, I think every guy that I know loves a big view. So, you know, I, and part of it has to be that sense of nothing can get me here or something. You know, I imagine if you have that much spaciousness in the view, you're thinking, I'm on top of the world one and I'm safe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about the, the safety aspect, but I mean, it does kind of speak to the scope of, of the world in front of you. I mean, most of the time we are in these little, uh, these little spaces with walls around us and with, you know, you can't see very far. And then when you get to a point where you can just see forever, I mean, it kind of opens up the world to you in a way that, that, uh, is pretty unique. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, the idea of, of a grizzly bear lurking around the corner wasn't, wasn't at the forefront of my mind. And little did I know that I was walking, as I was walking up one ridge, there was this, 600 pound bearing ground grizzly bear walking up the other okay, side. Okay, what is bearing ground? Straight for each other. What is bearing ground is is the country that we were in. Oh. So the barrens, there's no trees. We're north of the tree line and bearing ground grizzlies are like a like a, essentially a subspecies that um you know, they're not like the coastal grizzlies that are sitting there picking salmon out of the right. the river and and getting fat and winning those fattest bear contests. These are like very lean animals that have a huge home range. What is their normal food? The bears. Um, you know, they're usually grazing on a bunch of different things and they'll do like opportunistic meals with bigger uh like caribou and such that they come across um i'm not a biologist okay uh that studies bears so i won't uh pretend to be but um i probably should study up on that yeah i mean (laughs) listen you wrote a book i was like he's probably looked this up yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i need to look up the specifics but yeah they're they're grazing a lot you know they eat a lot of berries um and then and then yeah they are berries and people they'll get bigger animals sometimes too Okay, so so how do you first see the bear? Well, the first sight that I got of the bear was just this this uh, tuft of fur that kind of appeared over the ridge in front of me. And it was 30 feet away. I'd been kind of like daydreaming, thinking about whatever. And I saw this, what was clearly an animal, but I didn't know what it was. And I just, my body had this immediate reaction, this immediate response that was launching me into a fight or flight. And... 
I thought back to the musk oxen that we'd seen earlier and they're really persnickety and they'll charge at you and fight off a grizzly bear. And that was a really bad situation. And then as wait a minute, hold on, hold on. (laughs) First of all, one thing is, is the guide gone now? Yeah. I'm by myself at this point. So he was like, see you later. Yeah. And he left. (laughs) Now, isn't there something in nature where you shouldn't be alone ever? That sounds really. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's a takeaway. There's there's a few different things that are pretty easy to do in practice that yeah. would have changed this uh, story significantly. Um, yeah. And having a having a buddy helps a lot. Although yeah. statistically, the likelihood of an attack drops a lot once there's three or more people. Three. So two, okay. Two people, it might still attack. Yeah. But, Interesting. So yeah. always travel in threes in bear country. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the way i do it i mean you know i'd be like can you guys by yourself the risk is just so much higher if i go with two friends to montana i'm like can you walk with me to the bathroom both of yep. you um okay so and okay and then tell me about the muskox because i don't know about this previous sighting of muskox was it injured was it something where you're like oh that's bear prey or what was the significance well muskox and you can kind of think of as a cross between like a bison and a yak okay. uh, and they're just like straight out of the ice age they're this huge animal with a big like plate on the top of their head and these horns that loop around the outside so they kind of look like they're you know viking warriors with big fuzzy fur coats um I'm and i don't think up. of them as being super intelligent but they're really strong they're really they can be really fast they you know usually are in herds and they're very defensive and okay they'll yeah. charge at random it and looks stuff. huge so we knew that they were on the island um, so that's kind of where my brain went first and there's something that we didn't want to get too close to. Um, okay. so, but, uh, grizzly bears, much more of a worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just looked it up. They look massive and they have like They're really big horns, curly horns, curly horns. And they'll like blang into each other and, you know, show their dominance and whatever, but right. yeah, they're not necessarily something you want to mess with. <laughs> okay, but this, like, if you had to choose, you would choose to fight one of them versus a grizzly bear. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to choose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So you thought it was one of those, and then you register, you see the face, I'm assuming, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, all this was kind of running through my subconscious, and my body's still moving towards this, this, what ended up being a grizzly bear and the bear and I both are kind of like on the same track. Like, what am I looking at? We both just walked into our full field of view. We lock eyes. And that's when I realized that this is just the worst case scenario and that I'm alone and that I'm standing 30 feet away from this grizzly bear. And it was just kind of like looking at me trying to figure it out too. (laughs) Right. You're both a little like, uh, huh? Okay, and do you yeah. do you is your voice gone or do you find some sort of yell? Like do you think yelling works in any way with bears, particularly grizzly bears? Um, you know, I think well, I I didn't yell at this point. I was still just processing what was going on. Um, my voice came to me shortly thereafter. Um, you know, I think when you've got um enough on your side whether it's like multiple people or, you know, uh defensive uh materials like a firearm that you've trained on or bear spray or what have you you know you can be like hey get out of here um but you know what we were trained to do and what i flash back to next was that process of what you're supposed to do um part of that for us was to if if it's you know if you're not with the big group 
talk to the bear, try to convince it that you're not a threat, back away slowly, avert your eyes. So like I had people's voices in my head playing saying, hey, bear, whoa, bear, it's okay, bear. Um, but I also like, I, I had this just very distinct vision of pulling out the bear spray, of taking off the safety, of pointing it at the bear and of spraying it. And I, like that whole thing played out in my mind. It was what we practiced. And I just, you know, I couldn't do that because the bear spray was in the tent. Because that's where we thought uh, we'd get surprised. <laughs> uh, so, God, yeah, that's, that's the a, worst. That feeling. was a rough pit of the stomach moment. <laughs> I want to make another period analogy, but I'm not going to do it. This is very unlike me. I do not talk about my period, okay? For whatever <laughs> reason, it seems funny to do that in the light of this horrific story. <laughs> interesting um, yeah i don't know I, i'll unpack it later i don't need you to be involved in the unpacking of that um okay so you uh that that is really the ultimate fucking like you don't i mean so did you then have nightmares about this over and over where you're like not i don't have my bear spray i feel like i would have that Kind of. I mean, I, my nightmares are, are interesting. They're not like replays of what happened. They're like fantastical things where the bears are talking or there's like oh. families of them or herds of them, like all these things that just don't make sense with what bears would actually do. Um, but yeah, I, I often don't have the tools that I need. But, you know, after the fact, like that's a that's a great thing that I have control over in real life. Right. I can bring these things with me. I can work to avoid situations where we're going to surprise a bear because you know in this case i didn't have the tools with me i was alone i surprised the bear like up close and then you know now there weren't do you too believe... many options i was wearing sandals i mean oh not my the best god sandals so <laughs> so vulnerable we sandals are vulnerable <laughs> even just like walking down the street for a man in sandals, you're like, mandals, vulnerable, I see toes, I see hairy toes, it's like a lot. But when a bear is in play, oh my god, that's that's vulnerable times a thousand. No toe protection. No toe helmets. You normally wear toe helmets, I'm assuming. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Bad. Not specifically. Not funny. I take it back. Okay, so you and the bear are now facing off... And what's the first thing that the that you or the bear does in this encounter? Well, we're kind of staring at each other in that first moment, just figuring out what we're looking at and what we're going to do next. And I started to avert my eyes, to lower my, my body, to make myself smaller and kind of back away slowly and sort of try to convince the bear that I'm not a threat, that it can just go about its business that it doesn't need to come over and and do anything else and i started saying that hey bear whoa bear it's okay bear um which i wasn't really convincing myself yeah but <laughs> it's soothing bear either it's soothing <laughs> to like comfort the bear instead of like yeah. you're like you're okay you're okay Oh my yeah, gosh. Exactly. Agreeably. I mean, if you think about like a dog, if you're aggressive to a dog, they're going to respond in kind. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of analogous to that. Um, and so I'm, you know, backing away slowly, trying to trying to convince it that it doesn't need to do anything else. And it basically um it starts to test me. It launches it launches into this uh the stationary bluff charge. Um and it's just like trying to psych me out and it launched onto its front paws and it was like mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wait, Something should I play the sound? Over. Oh yeah, you got a sound effect. So I'm it's sure. like this. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that, but more grunty. 
You're saying it wasn't as dramatic. It was more like, eh, eh, eh. well, I wouldn't say it's less dramatic. It was just more of like a <laughs> grunt. That's like a prolonged, like, Rah. yeah, this was like, <clears throat> like, as it launched on, launched oh onto God. its pause. And it basically like crescendoed all the things that it was doing. Hold so on now. Stationary bluff charge. Your vocabulary is through the roof. But I guess all that incredible vocabulary was no help with this situation. Okay, so words crescendo. Words don't work. Yeah, words don't work. Um, okay, so he's grunting. He's like, you're saying he's kind of lunging at you, like with his paws in the dirt, but his face near you. How far away is he yeah. at that point? Well, it hasn't really started to close the distance yet. Like okay. that first time, it just... It's just in one spot, and it just lands on its front paws. Like 30 um, feet away and, still? Yep. And it basically faded from that stationary bluff charge to a full-speed charge. We talked earlier about how bears can run, you know, 36, 40 miles an hour. Um, so it closed that I feel like distance. I like how you're quick. kind of <laughs> negging the bear. You're like 36, you know, you're not giving it the full 40 <laughs> that I found online. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you know yeah the number i saw was like 36 point something but okay, uh, okay. you know it's fair it's just way faster than i was backing up slowly so sure <laughs> how fast no can contest. you run backwards max yeah i max out at about like four and a half miles an hour yeah I think. shuffling uh, backwards yeah. in sandals yeah, exactly <laughs> in <Okay>. sandals <laughs> yeah so it faded from you know that stationary bluff charge to coming at me full speed and I faded from hey bear, whoa bear to yelling obscenities and help and and trying to get the attention of the rest of my group because they had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, I was by myself. It had only been a couple minutes, you know, so there's no reason for them to be like, hey, how's it going? Right. And the wind was going the wrong direction and the ridge was, there was this big ridge behind me. So they just, they had no idea that any of this was transpiring, you know, even oh as the despair is. It's like a sound <laughs> Growling and grunting and I'm yelling. Ridge, soundproof ridge. So, okay. Yeah. And what obscenities are you, are your go-tos? <laughs> um, I think. You motherfucking usually... bear. <laughs> I think it was mostly like fuck and then no. You know, those two combined are, are pretty powerful. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Yeah, something like that. Um so yeah, it's it's just that that's kind of a blur. I don't really remember the scripting of of okay. my uh, obscenities there. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Do you now also record all your hikes? Like um, audio just no. in case? I've I've tried to uh, every once in a while do like you know vlogging style and I just can't I can't get over it yet I gotta practice. More. Okay, had you seen Grizzly Man prior to this? Um, you know I don't know if it had come out yet. So this was in 2005. This was the year that YouTube uh, became a company. So you know way back when. Um, Wait a minute! I thought you said uh, it was 2019. 2019 is when the book came out. Oh. So this happened in 2005 when I was 17 years old. Wow. Okay. And Grizzly Man, what year did that come out? Let I'd have to see. check IMDb. Oh, look, don't worry about it. I don't think it had come out yet. Um, okay. I'm guessing that the incident had happened um, where the guy who that's about. 2005. Uh, it came yeah. out. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? What month? I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen it yet. Numbers. How crazy. <laughs> so meaningful. 
Okay. Yeah. So auspicious. it <laughs> auspicious. Well, auspicious. Come on. Now you're just trying to get vocab jackpots. Okay. So a grizzly man came out the same year you were attacked by a grizzly bear. If I were you, I would have been milking that to the high heavens amongst my peer group. <laughs> Didn't cross my mind. Okay. I'll get it. <laughs> okay. So here you are. He closes the gap charging 30 feet towards you does he make contact yes hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy-winning comedy series you'll hear hannah einbinder and gene smart speak to their on-screen dynamic along with hacks writer and actor pat regan on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Contact was made. Um, but when it was five or 10 feet from me, I didn't really know what to do at that point. I could feel the ground like shaking under its paws. Whoa. And I had my camera in a Pelican case. It was like a 15 pound block of camera. And it's the only time I'll throw my camera. Sure. It's also the only time I throw mine, hit something it was supposed to, because I was a terrible shot. But I just wound up underhand, just totally on instinct, launched it and hit the bear square in the nose. Wow. With enough hey. Force to turn its head all the way to the side. <laughs> <laughs> incredible aim nothing yeah. should warrant a jackpot more than hitting a bear square on the nose with an object Absolutely it's the only time i've been able to do it phenomenal <laughs> so okay the bear is hit on the nose and but this doesn't work right yeah it it, it hits the bear and it 
hits it with enough force to turn its head all the way to the side and the camera case goes flying and for a couple of steps that bear couldn't see where I was oh. and so like I said that was when it was five or ten feet it keeps coming and I'm able to jump out of the way and dodge it on this first pass like bullfighting style wow I jump out of the way and it misses me and as soon as it, it it's like looking at me as it goes past because it finally got its head back around and as soon as it realized that it missed me it turned around and it came at me again and I basically kept bullfighting it like this for several passes where it didn't bite me it didn't hit me that hard <laughs> <laughs> but we just got closer and closer and it started oh to get me God. with its claws and it was snapping at me with its jaws and it was just this terrible dance that was just kind of coming towards the two of us making contact <laughs> that is so terrifying yeah it was awful was this the song <laughs> that was kind of going through your head what you want for me what you want for me what you want from me? What you want from me now? Not exactly. <laughs> or you no. kind of knew what the bear wanted. <laughs> Was it? I didn't quite know it. Well, I, I knew what the bear wanted. To, it wanted to, you know, mitigate this threat. Um, I didn't have any music playing through my head at this point. Um, I was just kind of... Uh, <laughs> realizing how terribly this was escalating and Shit. how my mortality was <laughs> approaching was your life flashing more. did you like text your mom i love you real quick <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have a texting plan on my phone that was set home uh, uh, that was back when you had to pay for every text message oh my god um, <laughs> right but times yeah, have changed <laughs> i wish changed, i had yeah. to pay for every text message now it would limit me you know you'd have to think about it it'd be like shooting exactly. a film you're like should i take this picture yeah but yeah no i i didn't really have that sort of life flashing before your eyes moment while this was happening it was just this this incredible mental clarity that you know has been refined over eons as a species of this fight or flight moment right and so we're just this bear and i are dancing we're getting closer and closer and um the next time it came at me, it bit at my leg and I pulled my leg out of the way and it snapped shut just inches next to it with a big clack. Oh my God. Instant, it reached up with its paw and it hit me across the face. And I saw it when it was just inches from my face. And I thought to myself, Oh no, this is, <laughs> Oh my, like you saw, really you saw the paw like in slow motion, like freeze right before it hit your face. And then it hit your face. Yeah, basically Did I have this your like image of, you know, the, the lifelines of the bear and claws and fur just like right about to smack me. Whoa, that is insane. Yeah, so wait, so crazy. your face wasn't harmed though, it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I was incredibly lucky. Um, the distance was just perfect where like the meat of the paw hit me in the face and like the claws were kind of back by my ear and the back of my head. So you've been and... slapped by a bear. What did it make? <laughs> Did it make a slap sound? <laughs> a clack um, and then a slap? A clack and a slap. Um, it was like a thump. I mean, I kind of compare it to a board wrapped in leather Ugh. being swung by a hydraulic arm. Ugh. Or you can think about yourself swatting a mosquito out of the air. That's kind of what I was like oh my to the bear. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> it was just a huge amount of force. My head whipped to the side and I went flying to the side. And that's when I realized that there was nothing physically that I could do against this bear. It's just this right. incredibly powerful apex predator, 600 pound 
grizzly bear versus 150 pound you know what's crazy 17 year old kid so back to this whole wikipedia of every bear attack in california a lot of the bears and the victims were discovered both dead where the people had fought they had shot the bear or stabbed the bear and eventually the bear succumbed to the injuries or it would be the person was dead and the bear was dying slowly somewhere due to being stabbed or shot. <laughs> but, you know, there yeah. was like these scenes that they were describing in like two sentences of finding both bear and victim dead together because they had had this mortal dance. Right. Yeah, it's terrifying. And people can get, I mean, it. It's it's so gruesome what injuries people can get from a bear attack. Do you know that my grandmother <laughs> I, used to say to me, "You gruesome," like to to mean like you gruesome, right? Anyway, so pretty cool wordplay. Real gruesome. Have you ever played Puns of Anarchy? No, but um, I I do dabble in puns, so I feel like you would love it. it. I feel <laughs> like you would love it. You've got the vocab. I played it for the first time this weekend, and I gotta say. It is should be called Funds of Anarchy. It's a <laughs> it's a fun game. Yeah. What if you and just hung up? And there's a sponsor up? of this show, right? No, I <laughs> wish episode. I have no sponsors. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, so now you've been bitch slapped. Could I say bitch slapped? Is that inappropriate? You, okay, you've been pounded across the face by this bear. Also. Yep. What was the other thing it did? Oh, it clacked. I love the word clack. So comedy-wise, sounds really make me laugh. The idea of a bear clacking its jaw right by your face and then slapping you. But in my mind, I'm imagining a crisp slap sound. It's like Char- <laughs> the Charlie Chaplin of bears. You know, it's like, it's um, it's starting off funny, but we know it's not going to end there. What happens next? <laughs> So next, I'm I'm midair being uh, thrown by this slap, and um, you know haven't hit the ground yet, and I just realize that like there's nothing physically that I can do against this bear, and I'm just so sure now that I'm about to die, which is a terrible feeling. Yeah, and uh, it had it still had that paw up, and it kind of like hooked me around my like midsection as I'm still falling, threw me down to the ground hard on my tailbone and it had its head right at the top of my thigh god and this had to be a little bit around my leg oh god (laughs) and just sunk in both sides of my leg and uh i watched that happen and people were like so the adrenaline rush take care of the pain like well no oh my god (laughs) i felt its teeth go in both sides of my leg oh and then uh do you think you screamed i think i like yeah, let out some sort of guttural grunty roar thing. <laughs> now, I mean, you know what would be so crazy? And this probably just doesn't exist anywhere because it's so rare, but video of this would be I mean, sometimes I wish I had video of my life and like the good news is there is pretty much video of everything we do now. There's almost <laughs> no privacy in the world except probably in bear country where you were. But Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, if I have an argument with someone, I'm like, they're like, no, you said this. I'm like, God, I wish I had video. Let's roll the tape. Review the body cam. <laughs> yeah. But like the way you're describing this, it feels like it would be unfathomable to see a human being slapped up into the air and then he catches you midair with your legs and, and it is a male bear. 
you know, I don't know. And in oh. the words of the uh, the person who was kind of monitoring my my whole medical situation, he said to some experts who asked the same question, you know, I don't think he took the time to examine the genitalia of the bear. You didn't say, do you mind, spre- encounter. <laughs> you mind spreading <laughs> your legs for me for a sec? Um, yeah, I, I didn't get a good look. Well, all the ones on this Wikipedia that's now pretty much famous, the California Bear Death Wikipedia, Oh boy. <laughs> they many of them said that the bear was later retrieved and human remains were found in its body. Like they I don't know if they still do this, but they were euthanizing the the bears that attacked and searching the contents of the stomach. Yeah, I mean it varies based on each situation, um but you know a lot of times when there is a negative encounter like that there's a a reason for it like the bear is sick or they become habituated to humans or see them as a food source or something so they're not uh you know that's not their first offense necessarily right Um, in this situation it was it was just a a bear going about its business you know (laughs) and it wasn't like it wasn't seeing me as a food source it wasn't seeing my group as a food source it wasn't like dumpster diving and such it was just kind of this terrible happenstance of the two of us on this ridge this is so crazy okay so you black out with your leg now fully bitten up like your thigh yeah right at the top of my leg just below the hip joint god uh yeah (laughs) about as high up as you can get on the leg okay so then what happens so uh the lights go out and um i'm you know assuming that i'm dead at this point and just full of this feeling of loss and the next instant i remember i'm like kind of tumbling like i'm under a wave i don't know which direction is up oh my i can't God. really figure out where i am and i finally get my bearings and i realize that i'm still on top of this ridge and then i'm like scanning the horizon and i realize that the bear is still there this grizzly bear is running away at a trot but it's watching me the whole time that it's running and so i like it's looking so sure was... it's looking over its shoulder <laughs> yeah like you know running and kind of checking back to see if uh if i was back in the fight at all because right. it wanted to eliminate this threat and then as soon as that threat was eliminated it wanted to get out of dodge and i'd been playing dead very effectively when i was unconscious and now I had to play dead consciously. I didn't want to screw it up. Right, right. Did you go like, I'm dead or anything to really sell it? Yeah, I, I figured that silence was probably the best. Oh, yeah. Silence and motion. Hey, that's a great song we have. Silence is the purest truth. Okay, so there you are playing dead and it's running away. So was that the end? Um. Well, of of that very short chapter um so (laughs) there's running away i'm now playing dead consciously waiting for it to go back over the ridge so that if i you know stand up completely it's not going to see me and i just had to wait which was really hard to wait and so i just held still and then once the bear was far enough away i was like okay i need to get back to camp because i just got mauled by a grizzly bear i have to get there before my adrenaline rush wears off because i didn't know how long i would last i knew i was really injured and at this point my adrenaline was was masking that and i was like i can get there i don't know how long i'll be able to get there do you remember if your were your sandals still on my sandals were still on. I, I was wearing a, a pair of Chaco Z2s, which have the toe strap. They're incredibly secure. Wow. Um, is this an ad? So, is this an endorsement? 
<laughs> they should be a sponsor. Come on. They should be a sponsor of your tail. And now I have to see this. Why has it got Chaco? Is it maybe the chocolate that attracted the Chaco Z's? I think it's Chaco Canyon or something uh, like that. Chaco Z's too. So yeah, they uh they were still on. Um I still had, you know, all my stuff. I had my my Pelican case was over there somewhere. I had my summer reading book because I was about to come become a senior in high school. And so I had my summer reading book with me. And what was uh, it? For some reason I felt like it was it was prudent to pick that up before. Prudent. So I got that. <laughs> Oops. Wrong cue. <laughs> prudent. Sexy music. <laughs> um, wait, what was the book you were reading? Uh, that was the Liars Club. I took it as a sign not to finish it, though. So mm, I, I don't it. know that one. I told my teacher that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good get out of jail for you. You're like a bear ate my leg work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not funny. So this I didn't episode. do my homework. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I, I got that. I got my camera case and I started running back to camp, which was 200 yards away as the crow flies. And the last 50 were 100 vertical feet down. It's oh. this ridge that I climbed up. Oh my. to get up to the top of this uh this this hill we were on and it was super steep it had taken me 10 minutes to scramble up and and i i would have to surmount that to get back down to the the group um and the whole time i'm checking to see if the bear is behind me if it decided you know to turn this into an opportunistic meal or that you know it heard me scurrying or whatever yeah and so uh just trying to be as quiet as possible and hoping that I was going the right direction because you know I'd I'd been uh I'd lost consciousness I wasn't sure you know exactly which way to go back there weren't exactly road signs oh god and uh so I finally I was like if I get back to this ridge and I see the guys I'm gonna see the 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 canoes and I'm gonna see the tents and I'm not gonna be alone anymore and I finally got to the ridge and I looked down and that's what I saw and I knew then that if I yelled to them they know that I was there, something was wrong, and that I wouldn't be alone anymore. So checked one more time over my shoulder to see if the bear was coming back, and and then uh, yelled, "Hey, bear, bear, guys, bear!" <laughs> and they're like, "Whatever, Alex." I'm like, no, a bear. <laughs> they didn't. They thought I was playing a terrible practical joke on them. Really? Yeah, they were. Uh, they were just not believing. It's like, no, bear. But every other word was you know, an expletive again, um, trying to get them to, to believe me. Oh, and I thought you were going to say they weren't there, but they were there. They were there. Okay. They were there. I said, bear. And they were like, whatever, Alex. Like, no, a bear. They're like, this, you can't joke about this. This is not something that you could joke about. I was like, I am not joking. This really happened. Yeah. And, I mean, you yeah. had to be covered in blood, right? But were they far away? They couldn't see you? They were far away. Um, you know, my, my feet were covered in blood, but they couldn't see my feet because I was still standing on top your, of the your ridge. Choco um, your Choco Z's? Your Choco Z2's? Were, were not yet visible. Um, but uh, my my leg where my biggest injury was, was covered up with a bunch of layers and the blood hadn't really gotten Ugh. to the top layer yet. Okay. Um, so I looked pretty okay. <laughs> it was just me on top of a ridge and they're like, what's Alex talking about? Right. So after a couple back and forths, Mike turned to Dan. He's like... I think he's serious. And they exploded out of the tent and started getting first aid kits. And Wait, so the bear was gone. Sprayed. That was it. That was it for the attack. That was it for the attack. Okay, so you're, that's all. You, that's all just a mild <laughs> mauling by a grizzly bear. What's the book for? <laughs> Wait, okay. Right. So, so it didn't get your arms at all? 
Well, it did with its claws. Yeah. Um, but just grizzly bear wearing... claws. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, like a I bee mean, stick. You know, I, I guess I was lucky that the claws weren't like recently sharpened. They were pretty dull. Yeah. Um, so oh. they just they had a lot of force behind them. But because I had a lot of layers on, I had like long underwear and a shirt, a heavy duty shirt kind of like this. And then um, some heavy duty like jackets. So there's some claw marks on the jacket uh, where it like polished the fleece it, like burned it from friction whoa but didn't actually go through it so i had like red marks and stuff from where the closet got me all over my God. back and my arms and stuff is it did it make lasting. it i don't know what year it came out but did that make it too traumatic for you to watch edward scissors hands <laughs> scissors hands. <laughs> i think that came out before this so i remember that from my childhood but uh, uh okay. no I, I was still you know that that's traumatizing from a different perspective of course yes <laughs> um okay so so you're all scratched up and then okay then you had okay so at least the bear is gone now huge relief you survived hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy-winning comedy series You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And what percent of people attacked by grizzly bears survive? That's hard to um pinpoint exactly um but you know a lot of people survive a lot of people don't survive um <laughs> it's uh yeah I, it's it's kind of con or not confusing but surprising that like when you look at grizzly bears and when you look at black bears black bears if someone gets attacked by one they're statistically more likely to be killed by that uh, black bear than they are with the grizzly bear. People really? get grievously injured with a grizzly bear. Um, but I think in general, 
you know, in a black bear attack, something is wrong with that bear. That bear oh. is sick and going after people. Whereas like with grizzly bears, it's more likely like in my case where they're trying to mitigate a threat and they want to incapacitate someone. So they're not necessarily going to well, finish the job. Well, that's horrible. They can't. That yeah. is horrible news because California, we have black bears, right? I'm pretty sure. And they're <laughs> always they're like- less likely to attack. Yeah. You're less likely to have an interaction with them right. like that. So, <laughs> Well, and I heard that your message, I mean, I, I do want to hear um, about your journey, your harrowing journey to get medical help because that was yeah. also crazy <laughs> and fascinating. But um, also, I do think it would be interesting because I know that one of the things you emphasize- before we got on this chat is that you still, you don't want it to dissuade people from going out into nature and things like that. So how do you, how do how have you come to terms with it in terms of still enjoying nature and, and not making it like too cautionary of a tale where people don't go on hikes or things like that? Yeah, I knew that was something that would be a challenge to kind of get to that point because you know it's a serious trauma i mean you know we there are acute injuries to deal with and then there's like the longer term impact and anxiety and and um and you know mental health challenges that come with something like that and so i i sort of worked my way back to the outdoors through like micro dosing uh trips into the woods in more controlled environments and with more people and then like gradually working my way to going to the boundary waters which is this amazing wilderness area we have in northern minnesota um and bringing along you know security blankets that i would that would make me feel more comfortable like that first time i went back i was wearing like a tactical vest and i had a machete and bear spray and and you know all the things that are just a little i thought little you were, over the top i thought you were saying you were like surrounded <laughs> by security details so you're like you're like a u.s president now when you go in the wild you have eight armed men surrounding you like a militia <laughs> yeah uh, i always hire private military contractors for my backcountry yeah trips now. <laughs> yeah it's the best way to enjoy nature you know and that's what i recommend to other people that's no, great that's I, a great message <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very expensive. Um, no, no, my my whole thing is like, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, but there are a lot of concrete things that you can do to help uh, avoid something like this happening. You know, first of all, if you're in grizzly country carrying bear spray, um, you know, avoiding a surprise like around a corner or over a ridge or something. So like making noise and making your like, presence known. You could like blast every ridge off with dynamite before you walk over it yeah that would be that would be an excessive uh intervention but, you <laughs> throw know, a hand grenade you. <laughs> every hundred yards <laughs> Don't just play stuff on a bluetooth speaker forever you know <laughs> but like having conversation and songs and some people wear bear bells and whatever but making it so that when you get to that ridge the bear's not like whoa where'd you come from you know right. usually they're going to try to avoid something they're going to be like i hear you know dosser tones of uh of some music and they're going to go the other direction yeah um, and then like, you know, being with a group of people um, so that it's not just you and then having this this plan of how you're going to conduct your yourself in the in the backcountry. So do you think that a lot um, of that do you think a rain stick would work for noisemaking? <laughs> you carry a rain probably, stick, the first hiker, and you're just constantly on rotation duty, flipping the rain stick to scare yeah, the bear, which gets a, it gets tiring. And yeah, it, just, it it uh, no, I probably wouldn't recommend. But you know stick, what? But I bet you could make a, a mechanical rain stick flipper to keep the rotation <laughs> constant. 
that's something yeah, I'm working that's true. on. That's probably not something that the grizzly bear would hear and go, you know, I bet that's people. Yeah, you're right. Until it got used to it. It might be like, I love rain. This is my favorite <laughs> hunting weather. Um, <laughs> yeah, it draws them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that, that, you know, we can each do to help improve, you know, our, our, our fates, right. To help kind of control the controllables and then, you know, you can enjoy everything else and, and recognize there's a lot that you just can't control. So, you know, with a high risk thing like this, um, like a grizzly bear attack, like do what you need to do to keep yourself safe and to defend yourself if something happens and then, you know, have fun with it. Cause there's so much to be uh, learned and enjoyed out in the wild. And I think, you know, I've, I've grown as much as I have doing anything uh, by being outside. So I want other people to do the same and to, you know, learn from this, but not feel like they, can't go out and do stuff right i mean listen driving is dangerous flying is dangerous exactly we as humans we have to walk into danger every waking second of our lives that's how i look at it but exactly <laughs> i mean statistically you know getting on the freeway is much more dangerous than going on a backcountry trip i know but you know what i was it. telling myself <laughs> yesterday i was like actually i should be scared every time i drive <laughs> <laughs> Rather than like using that to not be scared of other things, I'm like, why am I not scared every time I get in the car? Because I've <laughs> I've started getting kind of scared to fly. Anyway, I don't know what the bear attack obsession is, but I think it is just like I've often lived in cities and I think there's people all over the world and obviously has even more historically when the population of grizzly bears was larger and the population of bears in general and like bear attacks had to be more of a constant fear you know and like wild animals it's like we're wild animals but we say oh i'm getting too like heady right now let me let me calm down anyway <laughs> the point being it is crazy how like we don't live in danger of wild animals when that's probably been a huge part of human existence since the beginning of time well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we've evolved as a species to, you know, be out in, in the wild and to be aware of ourselves and to recognize that danger, this very primal danger of this predator seeing me as prey or, or you know, wanting to incapacitate me. And so it, it just taps into this very elemental level of ourselves as humans that, you know, it just it brings all of us back uh, to this kind of shared background of, of when we were not in cities and right. not in our cars and such. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's kind, kind of, of shared, amazing. Shared fear. It's amazing in a way that you had that experience. Like, OK, here's a question. If you could undo the experience, would you? You know, that's hard. I mean, it's been so formative for me. If I were to go back and do it again, I would do things differently so that it wouldn't happen. <laughs> but I also recognize that I'm who I am today because of of what happened. So I think there's, you know, I don't, I don't want to wish that I could change the past. I want to learn from it and figure out, you know, how I want to carry that with me, with me going forward. Um, so I like to think about it that way, as opposed to like, making that choice of like oh i don't i'm gonna undo it yeah i would do it differently so it wouldn't happen yeah you you <laughs> would take more steps to be safer with what you know now have that. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. So learn from it. Uh, listen, I I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have therapy now, but <laughs> it's <is> good. <laughs> yeah, therapy's great. Uh, but I did want to hear because I thought it was crazy that you were then a little bit about how you got to medical help. So you were in this canoe, right, with your friends, and then wasn't like someone like had some kind of medical background that was traveling with you. Yeah, so we were out, you know, by canoe, um, by ourselves. Uh, our guide, Dan, um, was a, a wilderness first responder, which is kind of like an EMT, but um, catered towards when you're two or more hours from definitive care. So this is the type of thing that you train for as right. a buffer, um, but uh, <laughs> not the type of situation you are, are going to expect to deal with. So right. he had that going into this. Um, we had a satellite phone with us, and so we were in communication with camp pretty quickly after this happened. Um, and we found, and, and I was stable, like we stabilized me, my main injury, the bite, one of the teeth was a quarter inch from my femoral artery and punctured in, um, to the full depth of the tooth Whew. right there. So that would have been fatal if it had hit that. Um, wow. That's but crazy. I missed that. And so I had a lot of these injuries that we were able to stabilize, uh, really well. It would have been um, fatal even if there was a tourniquet. Um, I don't know if we had a tourniquet in our kit there. Um, the location, uh, basically I, I probably would have bled out prior to getting back to camp. It takes about right. three minutes for your femoral oh. artery to oh my God. drain your lifeblood. So that's, Crazy. that's pretty real. I mean, if you've seen Black Hawk Down or something like that, I haven't. um, it's serious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was really, really lucky. So we stabilized my wounds and we, when we got on the phone, what we found out is that a helicopter, which is the kind of go-to, uh, wasn't available. Oh, so, God. okay, well, what are the other options? There are high-risk rescues, which weren't really indicated because I was stable. And, um, you know, basically we ended up uh, working our way on our own towards Baker Lake, which was the town uh, at the end of our route and about 100 miles of paddling from where we were. So we were making our way there as, as quickly as we could and in communication regular with, with camp to like continue my medical care um, and monitor things. So it ended up being about a week after the uh, attack before I got flown oh my out. God. And Wait, so is <laughs> that it was partly so... because things didn't go quite as planned. Is it so hard <laughs> to sleep when you have a leg bag? Did you have painkillers? Um, we had some painkillers. We had like, you know, ibuprofen and oh. Tylenol and stuff uh, for the regular stuff. And then we had some um, stronger painkillers for when those were needed. So not when you're sleeping. But this is this is the <laughs> yeah, music. It, was un it wasn't fun. <laughs> I didn't get the best sleep. That's the stronger painkiller music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, so that is crazy. A full week. And you just like you have enough bandages for that full week. Well, we were being very judicious with the materials that we had um and it would have been less time but we ended up getting caught in a storm and lost uh. additional gear and that's when my leg took kind of a turn for the worse which we started treating with materials that we had in the med kit at the direction of medical control and then it uh then it it got worse still and it wasn't responding to that. And that's when things kind of shifted again. Um, and that's when a helicopter was sent out to pick me up. So, <laughs> so it, when you're saying it got worse, is it like turning green or something? And no, like, uh, 
infection set in and we started treating the infection with antibiotics that we had, but yeah. then it became resistant to those antibiotics. You oh hear about God. that all the time, but you don't usually see it like that, <laughs> that exact progression. Right. But yeah, um, uh, it became resistant to those antibiotics and then, you know, that that exhausted our treatment options at that point. So that was when, you know, despite us being quite a bit closer, um, we, you know, had to get a helicopter in to to get me out to get different antibiotics and and the treatment that would take care of it. And how is your leg today? It's really quite good. <laughs> um, for the first like 10 years after it happened, it was sore like almost every day. And Whoa. then um, just over the past couple of years, that soreness is now intermittent, which is exciting. So I used to say like, <laughs> oh, it hurts every day, but it's gotten better uh, since then, which is exciting. So yeah. if I, if I move too much or move too little, then it hurts. But uh, do you general, do uh, like... acupuncture or anything? I did some PT um, a year after the attack to get my range of motion back. Yeah. Because um, I had like 25% loss of my range of motion in that leg um, and they basically broke up scar tissue and I got yeah. my range of motion back. So That's it's kind amazing. of wild. You can't like tell. <laughs> Physical therapy is amazing because I think a lot of people just live with things like that, not necessarily bear bites, but <laughs> you know, um, and don't know that there is things you can do to mitigate. But um, my God, exactly. what, what a legend, what an absolute legend. I am so thankful. You know, I this is one of the weird things about being obsessed with bear attacks that I'm always like, what's the sweet spot for a fun bear attack story that doesn't, you know, people are completely like disfigured by it. It feels like it won't be such a fun tale, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not a fun tale for you. But like, you know, for me, I like to joke about bad things that happen because it helps me get through it. And I'm guessing you're similar if you're even on this podcast, but maybe you hate me now. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just uh, what a journey. What a journey. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, it's, it is, uh, there's a whole spectrum of how, you know, these encounters can go. You yeah. Know, death, disfigurement, like something more in the middle, like me and, and, you know, the, the other end of the spectrum where, it runs off in the other direction. You have a crazy story to, to share right. and, and everybody's uh, doing good afterwards. And, you know, we all cope different ways. And sometimes it's, you know, finding the brevity and the lightness in, in what happened and and uh, and laughing through things. So, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I'm, ha I'm happy we're not killed that day because Thanks. it's given me a great <laughs> podcast episode. I I mean this is the culmination of years <laughs> of interest in the topic and you know it is funny though. I truly did go on a hike in bear country with zero protection. I have to learn <laughs> <laughs> next time. <laughs> I have to learn from this. Well, I didn't even know it was bear country. I kind of forgot that like we have bears here in Pasadena going in people's swimming pools like <laughs> Are those people always carrying bear spray to take their trash out? I mean, they should be, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm defer to the experts for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that anyway. Well, um, I just thank you so much for sharing your story. It is a great reminder to take all the pro the proper 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 <laughs> proper um cautionary measures when you're going out in nature, and but that it's worth it. You're saying it's worth it. I can't say that for yeah. you. <laughs> it's worth <laughs> it to get mauled it. by a grizzly to see some pretty trees <laughs> and bluffs. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it, it's worth, uh, doing what you need to do to get out there and, and to stay safe. I think there's a lot to be gained from being outside and exploring our world. That's right. And on top of it, you have an incredible vocabulary. You should be very proud of yourself. Um, <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so um, I truly want you to play Puns of Anarchy. I think you would love it. I'm going to have to check that out. It's really fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, KIT. Call anytime. You're a friend of the show. Our only friend. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye now. I drive a Honda, yeah. I go so fast. I drive a Honda. Watch your ass. I'm blowing past ya. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious handwashing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com.